Um, as you know, on Monday nights, I've been talking about the weakness of Iman, the signs of the weakness of Iman. And today, the one I want to take today is not just only a sign of the weakness of, uh, of one's Iman, but in the Quran, it is declared as a punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He talks about Bani Israel, that when they made a covenant with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they broke their covenant with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah says, فَبِمَا نَقْضِهِمْ مِيثَاقَهُمْ لَعَنَّاهُمْ وَجَعَلْنَا قُلُوبَهُمْ قَاصِيَةً That when they broke their promises, when they broke their oath, when they broke their covenant, and they did not live up to their commitments, Allah says, لَعَنَّاهُمْ that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that He cursed them. And as a result of His curse, what happened? Their heart became hardened. And that is why many of the ulama, our aslaf, they have mentioned that if you want to understand the key root and the foundation of the weaknesses of iman, it is the weakness or is the hardening of the heart. When the heart becomes hard, there is nothing that can penetrate this heart. Even we find in Surah Al-Baqarah, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about Bani Israel, and once again, you, under, you have to understand their arrogance, their stubbornness, that they are coming to Musa alayhi salam and they're saying, Ya Musa, a man has been killed in our community. We have no idea to find out who killed him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, first of all, instructs them that, that this is what you need to do. And they went into details of what kind of a cow does it have to be. And they made life difficult for themselves. And at the end of all this, because logic says that when Bani Israel saw already what they have seen, they saw the destruction and the demise of Fir'aun. They saw how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them Izzah and he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Fir'aun Dhillah. After all this, you should not have any questions in the legitimacy of uh, Musa alayhi salam and his message. Yet when Musa alayhi salam told them what to do, they began to question his legitimacy. They began to question the authenticity of his instruction. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, This is a very beautiful ayah. You know why, brothers and sisters? It's because in the same surah, Allah talks about Bani Israel, whose hearts became so hard. On the other hand, Allah gives us the examples of those who had a very soft heart. And that is the example of Ibrahim salam. And that is why in the first juz, towards the end of the first juz, Allah provides the example of a man who had a very soft heart. And that was the heart of Ibrahim salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that your heart became more hard than a rock. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave three examples. He says, there are some rocks and some stones through which there are rivers that are flowing, from which there are, there are streams that are going by and they are benefiting others. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that look at this stone, look at this rock from which there is water coming and water that is benefiting others. But you you, on the other hand, your heart, your heart is so hard. It is more solid and more hard than this rock. That just like this rock, on the other hand, it benefits others. You, on the other hand, you don't benefit others. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, SubhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, There are some rocks that they change over time. 
Why? Because of climate, because of rain, because of wind, because of the weather around them. So they change and sometimes they fall down. And when they fall, they split. And from after that split, there is some water that comes. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that there are some rocks that are surrounded, that are, that are affected by their surrounding. But you on the other hand, your heart becomes so hardened at times that nothing around you can affect you. The rock on the other hand, it gets affected by your surrounding. But you on the other hand, your heart is not affected by anything. And how often does it, do we find that we hear the ayat of the Quran, we hear the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and nothing faces us. And then Allah says, There are some that they fall. They fall, and when they fall, they fall out of the khashya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that just like a rock, at times it falls out of the khashya of Allah, you on the other hand, there are some circumstances that happen in your life. There are some situations that happen in your life, but nothing tends to phase you, and nothing changes your heart. Why? Because your heart is so hardened. And that is why Allah then says, That these are people who are constantly they're constantly in the state of neglect and heed heedlessness that nothing can phase them. So this is why, brothers and sisters, we find in the Quran that this is an adha from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now the next thing that we need to understand are the three C's. Okay, what are the three C's? What am I talking about? See, there's always a cause to something, there are consequences to something, and there's a cure to something, right? Okay, so you all know that I got hurt. Okay, what was the cause of it? Okay, so that's why so many of you told me that you're an old man now, okay? You're not supposed to be playing anymore, okay? So, first of all, I'm not an old man, okay? But nonetheless, what, what was the cause? Okay, the cause, okay? What's the consequence? The way I've been walking for the last few days, okay? Immobility in walking. And then what, are, what is the cure of it? Okay, don't, see? <laughs> don't play again. The cause, the, the cure is? <laughs> what is it? Okay, so the, the, simple, the, the simple word I'm looking for is surgery, okay? <laughs> the simple cure is surgery. So even when it comes to the hardening of the heart, what causes the heart to harden? First thing is excessive talking. Why excessive talking? Because when a person keeps on talking, 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 they don't have any moment of reflection. They don't have any moment to sit down and think. Our ulama, it is mentioned about our ulama that they would sit down every day and night and they would reflect on all the conversations of the day and they would ask themselves, how many times did I say something that was beneficial in this dunya or the akhirah? That is why we find in the Quran, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنِ اللَّغْوِ مُعْرِضُونَ Those who stay away from al-laghwa. Al-laghwa means anything that does not benefit them in this dunya or in the akhirah. Even if you're talking to someone about business, it is still beneficial in this dunya. But when a person is always continuously talking and there is no point of their talking, that is what causes a hard heart. And that is why Rasulullah he taught us what? Man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhir. Whoever believes in Allah in the last day, 
Why the last day? Because they will have to stand before Allah and give an account on that last day. Either say something good or stay quiet. A person does not have to constantly talk and talk and talk. There are times when you stay quiet and you reflect and you think about other things. The next thing that, that causes a hard heart is excessive laughing. Now, excessive laughing does not necessarily mean that you know there are some people who have a very you know, uplifting kind of spirit and, you know, personality. They're always, you know, joking around, having a smile on your face. I'm not talking about those kind of people. I'm talking about a person who's constantly either trying to entertain themselves or they're constantly trying to entertain someone else by saying something that is funny. And think about this. Imagine, you know, imagine you're sitting in front of your child. I'm giving you a very, you know, very uh, important example here. Imagine sitting in front of your own child. Your child did something that is wrong. But instead of sitting over there and understanding that they did something wrong, imagine if they're sitting in front of you and they're laughing. Imagine they're sitting in front of you and they're laughing. What would you say about that kind of, uh, about your child? That here you did something that is wrong, and instead of being regretful, you're laughing. You understand? A person who's constantly laughing, this is why even in the hadith mentioned in Tirmidhi, Rasulullah says that this is one of the causes of a hard heart, that a person is constantly laughing. And that is why in the Quran, in Surah Al-Kahf, Allah tells us, qalilan kathiran. That laugh little and cry more often are the khashyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another thing that causes a hard heart is excessive sinning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions in the Quran, And Ibn Hajar mentions that when a person continuously sin and sin and sin, and they don't ever do tawbah, they don't ever do tawbah, then their heart becomes darkened and their heart becomes blackened and to a point that no iman and no nur of iman and Quran and Sunnah can penetrate that heart. That is why Ibn Hajar says that this is a rust that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to in the Quran. So excessive sinning is something that yes, we are sinners. We have shortcomings, but we always ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. And the, the next thing is, what are the consequences? When a person actually has a hard heart, what are the consequences of that? Number one is that no Quranic ayah, no hadith of the Prophet phases them. No, there is no situation. The death of a person does not affect them. A sick person does not affect them. You go to the graveyard, you see a person being buried right in front of you, someone that you love, and you're still unfazed. This is what happens when a person's heart becomes hardened. They find no pleasure in the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At least when you come for Salatul Fajr, when you stand at night for Qiyam, at least there is some pleasure. You feel that, Alhamdulillah, I have accomplished something. May Allah subhanahu I accept that, but a person whose heart has become hardened, then there is no ibadah that brings them um, pleasure. Another sign of a hard heart is that they are not, they have absolutely no mercy towards others. When they see, you know, imagine when we saw, so many people saw the videos about what ha was happening in Pakistan when the floods were taking place. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help our brothers and sisters there. Millions of people are displaced and so forth. But the point is, imagine you're watching something like that and your heart is not touched. Imagine looking at that 
and you don't feel any mercy. Imagine looking at that and you feel that there's nothing, you know, there's no connection, there's no emotional feelings at that time. You will say that this person, he is dead inside. Why? Because he has a hard heart that he cannot even sympathize with others when he sees others, he or she sees others in a difficult situation. And then the last thing is that the problem or the consequences of having a hard heart is that there is no regret over sinning. And then the last thing is what are the cures of it? The very first thing is that look, just like any doctor would tell you that when it comes to a sickness, when it comes to an illness, there is no overnight fix. There is no overnight pill that you can take. It takes time. You go through a prescription, you go through the course of a prescription and so forth. You go through sometimes surgery, you go through rehab. You go, there's a process that you have to go through in order to help heal something. When it comes to a sick heart, when it comes to a dead heart, in order to revive that dead heart, you have to go through some steps and processes. Step number one is you have to start reading the Quran. It might take time. A person who has a dead heart, a hard heart, you cannot sit all one night with the Quran and say, you know what, I'm still the same person. I've come in the same sins. You have to go back at it every single day. So reading the Quran, reflecting upon the Quran. The next thing is remembering the inevitable. What is that one inevitable? Death. The Prophet ﷺ says, Remember that one thing that destroys all pleasures. No matter how happy you are, imagine talking to someone about death. You will see that person's face change. That is what death does to us. It removes, it brings an end to all pleasures. That is why when we think about the inevitable and think about the things that may happen in the hereafter, it might bring some nur, and it might, you know, recharge that heart that is needed. And the next thing that we find also from the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu a sahabi came and said, Ya Rasulullah, I have a very hard heart. What should I do? Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Go and feed a poor person and wipe your hand or spread your hand over the head of an orphan. See, brothers and sisters, let me be very honest with you. It's easy just to go and give money to the masjid, go and feed others. But it's a different matter when you actually go yourself. I understand sometimes because of time and, you know, time situations and so forth, and you may not have, you know, the, 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 the com you have other commitments, you don't have time, you're not able to go. But once in a while, you do have to take out time and go and sit with others. Take your children. Wallahi, our children today have no value. They have no shukr in their life. They have no gratitude in their life. They complain about every single luxury that they have, whereas they don't realize that how many people are finding their lunch and dinners in trash cans. They're taking food out from other places, rotten food, and they're eating that. And yet our kids, they don't see these kind of things. Why? Because mo how many times the adults are so busy going out and being part of other endeavors, but you've got to take your children with you. When Ibrahim built the Kaaba, he not built it by himself. He took his son with him and he, he made sure that he was part, part and he was with him in building the Kaaba. We learn from this that whenever you go and you're part of these kind of endeavors and when you're working with charitable organizations and so forth, you take your children with you. Wallahi, our children have not seen adversity. They have not seen difficulties and hardships. Wallahi, when you show them these kind of things, they have no idea what to make sense of it. And that is why it is very important that we show them. This is, the, this is what the Prophet ﷺ is telling us, that when you go and you are next to an orphan, and you put your hand on the hand of an orphan, it brings rahmah to your heart. You are there for that orphan. So that is why these are things that we learn. And the last thing 
that we learn is a dua from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya muqallib al-qulub, thabbit qulubana ala deenik. O changer of hearts, O turner of hearts, keep, us heart, keep our hearts steadfast upon our deen. So we do all these things, but we also make this dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya muqallib al-qulub, thabbit qulubana ala deenik. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us, uh, to protect our hearts and make our hearts constantly soft for the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for his beautiful Quran and for the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ameen rabbil alameen. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.